Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Just when we thought the week of football could not get busier, we had more headlines coming up here. Last week, by this time, we thought that, you know, the year had started with a bang. With all the news with the GFA and Star Times, we tried to deal with that dispassionately and as um, nicely as possible here on the Joy Festing. But then again, the GFA had other ideas. Asante Kotoko had other ideas. Asante Kotoko thought that they, they got to move. So, um, after the very interesting fact that he had won two games on the trot, same as two other sides, we had the case of Asante Kotoko fans deciding to give us headlines, you know, and then subsequently they got a, a ban. We'll be discussing that. Many of you thought that the ban from the GFA was good, but disproportionate. Five game ban and 10,000 Ghana CD fine and as predictably as tomorrow is Saturday as Antikotoko fans through their official supporters wing said they are going to pay their 10,000 CDs <laughs> just like many of us said on Twitter as for this 10,000 Ghana CDs two Kotoko fans can pay it and yes of course we had people on on Twitter alone asking for an official Momo number. They said they were going to pay themselves. Today, an official statement came from the NCC saying that, yes, indeed, they were supplying a Momo number to fans and they'll pay for that fine. But how they are going to feel the brand or they are going to reel from the five game ban is something we'll be discussing. Also, this is the week where the Confederation of African Football have decided to implement the very sensible, the very senseless depending on where you stand on the fence, sensible or senseless, take us back to the AFCON in January. Is it that Africans are caving not to the European mentality and doing what is good for us, or really, playing in June was just a no-brainer? And, of course, we had a new Black Stars coach, if it were boxing, we'll say, and the new, and the new, CK Akono, 
who's been here many, many times on our shows. Congrats to him. But can he do the job? Hans Mesando here is here with us. He wrote a piece basically saying that CKD is all right, but he's not ready for the Black Stars. So we'll be talking about that also here on the first take from now until 8 p.m. You got some all in a very laid-back atmosphere. Just take your time. Send us your thoughts. 0244-340-437. The Joy Fest is powered by the Joy Sports Team. Never will people respect Adriana. Forward and back, they keep talking. Adriana has no team. The team is there. But if the woman stays longer in the bathhouse, that means that she's preparing herself very well. Never will people respect Adriana. Forward and back, they keep talking. Adriana has no team. The team is dead. But there's a saying that if the woman stays longer in the bathhouse, that means that she's preparing herself very well. And that is how we want to take everybody by storm. We did it in the NC. So those who don't take Adriana serious, no problem. Tactically, we're strong. So I'm here with the boys, Benedict Ousu. Benedict, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Good, I'm great. How about you? Doing well as well. Hans Mensa Ando. Hans, what's up? Very well. Charles is yeah. He says Sikin no good. Oh, Sikin is a good coach. He's a good coach. Sikin is a good coach. Yeah. I think the Black Stars job has come a bit too much. You know catch for Black Stars. Nathaniel Ato is here as well. I think Alaji Gunsa Sam said that better than her. You wait. We'll come to that. We'll come to that. In the office. As usual. I missed it. I missed it. I missed it. Usually, I like to record those arguments in the office because it can get really, really hot I think, and heated. I think one day on the show, you should just come and play that. <laughs> but you see, the, the, the office arguments, some of the things that are said, you know, be not be radio friendly. Ah, you know, it, it's not that it's unprintable language, but the... Uh, yeah, the, understand yeah, yeah, the, the passion and the, yeah. you know, somewhere. Nathaniel also joining us today. Nathaniel, what's up? What's up? What's up? Chale ade ade. You know, one of these days we should get some, you know, some bars, spit some bars with that, you know, get the instrumental so that we, you know, to start. We, we've show, got eh. to move, eh? Chale, Chale, we've got you, to you move, man. We have to move. Anyway, yeah. anyway. So yeah, but before we start, happy birthday to Honorable, uh, you know, Perry Okujeto, Deputy oh, Minister. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw some what's yeah, up platform yeah. night's birthday. Uh, I call him Power Pone. Yeah. But that one will discuss it off air. Off air, right. <laughs> sharp, sharp, sharp. Yeah, well, so Nathaniel yeah, well. will also be bringing <laughs> us the Joy Sports link tomorrow. Um, you should be tuning in. I'm just telling you in advance so that we don't forget to do that before the show ends. And yeah, so this week, I mean, last Friday we had that very beautiful discussion about the GFA, the start time still. Um, as usual, as has become usual in Ghana, a lot of people... You know, spoke before start times could even say anything proper in terms of the OB van and all that. Because yeah. um, on the last match day, what we expect from, I mean, any league broadcaster is that they'll be taking us around the league centers and be showing us as many games as possible. But most importantly, to show us the marquee games. 
on the first match day after start times were officially given the TV rights deal, start times only did an Accra version. You know, while there were great games in um, that was match day three, match day three, yeah. uh, while Wafa so, were playing so they, Heart of Folk yeah, and Kotoko were playing Mediama, they exactly. showed only Accra mm. games. You know, hello, hello to our friends at GBC. At GBC, good evening. Good evening. Mm. <laughs> we'll come to that. So a lot of people were you know up in arms about it, but then again, um, a day after that was this Wednesday. Mm. By yesterday, Star Times had, with the GFA, issued a statement that essentially gave us all the fixtures mm. of their first round of the Ghana Premier League and showed us that they were really going around the country to bring us the best games. For m- many of us, we kept looking at the fixtures to see if they were going to show Hearts and Kotoko. And of course, they were mm. going to show it. That would be in two match days' time. So after this Sunday, the next match day will be Asante Kotoko. No, will be Hearts versus Kotoko and to be at the Accra Sports Stadium. So that is sorted. Yeah. But speaking of Kotoko, um, you know, a couple of their fans des- decided to show their their Karachi powers ah, in Kumasi. To misbehave. Yeah, to show that to, to show their crouchy powers. Oh, okay. As for the crouchy powers, you can su- show it in a positive uh, or negative light. They right. decided to go to the left, so that was it. Um, first of all, guys, were you surprised that once again Kumasi was the venue of this? Because in that last five years, Kumasi more than any of the new stadia. And don't, I, I don't, want even, to don't even stretch it. Let me emphasize on not it. at all. Yeah, not the least. Not Accra, not second. Day, not, not, not. I wasn't. I wasn't the least bit surprised. Mm. And and. More so because it was Kumasi Asantiko. Let's re- let's remember that Kotoko are not the only club using the Barbara Sports Stadium. Yeah. But I wasn't surprised that it was Kotoko because you see, um, the club by refusing to sanction their own funds over the years, you mean over the years, are rubber stamping that sort of attitude. I had a question on social media the other day. When was the last time Asantiko sanctioned the fund for misbehaving at the stadium? Mm. I mean, we know of. Um, uh, you know, Seydou, for instance, who acts with impunity, can go to the class training ground and, and sack a coach, you know, disrupt tra- training sessions at Asante Kotoko. What has happened to him? The club hasn't moved to, you know, decide and look, going forward, because of your behavior, we don't want you to be a part of Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Do you know the role he plays at the club? <laughs> I don't care what role he plays. When he misbehaves, the club is supposed to take a stand. We hear every now and then. Chelsea banning fans, you know, for racist behavior, for other behaviors. We hear, you know, clubs in Europe banning fans for life. It means that they don't want to, they don't want to, they don't want to have anything to do with you as a fan. Mm. You understand me? But over the years, Kodoko fans behave in this manner. The club doesn't clamp down on it. They expect that the Ghana Football Association is rather going to hand down such sanctions. But you see, when these things happen and the, fa- and the club takes the first step, it sends a strong message to the fans that look, this sort of behavior will not be tolerated. What sort of first step would you have wanted the club to send this time around? Look, there are videos out there. These fans are identifiable. You can identify them. There are people who come to the stadium all the time. Fish them out. You can you probably won't get all of them, but fish out a few and ban them. Send a message to the fans. Send it to your sponsors, especially. And you see, I was thinking the other day. I actually wanted to post it on social media, but it would have seemed like you know I'm doing Daibo against Kumasi Asante Kodoko. Look, they've got MTN in front of their jerseys, correct? Mm-hmm. Which serious entity would want to associate itself with a brand that is becoming notorious for violence? Yeah. And that's what Asante Kodoko is becoming. As a brand, they are becoming noted for violence mm. at match venues. And so I wonder when MTN as an entity itself is also going to take a stand. It, it's something that you would see as because we are we are talking about best practices in Europe. I mean, you you would get 
um, neutral supporter groups, or should I say supporter watchdogs? Yes, that's the term I'm looking for. Look, so, even supporter today, watchdogs will, will put pressure on the sponsors absolutely. to dissociate themselves. And so there on was a so statement on. I made about Ghana football a long time ago. Somebody disagreed with me, and let me make that statement again. There's a culture of violence in Ghana football. Yeah, it's, it's true, actually. There's a culture of violence in Ghana football. It's true. If there isn't a culture, real steps, and I'm not talking talk shop, real steps would have been taken to clamp down on it. You've got sponsors who don't care how the brand they're associating with is behaving. Yeah. They haven't said a word about the MTN. All the other sponsors of Kumasiya Santa Koroko having issued a statement to the effect that, look, um, we, 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 Although we associate with this brand, we we, we and, and, and Kotoko, criticize them at the very and, least. And Kotoko fans always like to remind us that they have more a- sponsors. Absolutely, criticize you know. them at the very least. Today in Europe, and I want to move it from our cultural setting. If you like, write an anti-gay, um, so, for uh, instance, okay, or anti-Semitic, anti-Semitic message on a clipboard and go and show you that the match. You be hauled out, never to return to that match venue. Sponsors are going to take a stand against you. Partners are going to take a stand against you. The pressure that will come on you from those, you know, corporate institutions. I mean, where your money powerful. comes from. So, yeah. for me, it's not really about the clubs clamping down on the funds. It's also about sponsors starting to take a stand against all of these things. That, when you sponsor that's a, a club... That's not an angle that I've not heard many, many, many... Exactly. When you sponsor a yeah. club and you find them in some of these situations... At the very least, issue a statement and condemn their actions or write to them privately and warn them that if it happens again, you are not continuing your partnership. But it's not happening in Ghana. Interesting. And it's interesting you mentioned this way because we are just entering the fourth match day or fifth match day or so. And especially in the club, for the clubs in the Ahafu and Nebono areas. It will be interesting because, you know, some people have prophesied that by the time the season ends, this thing will happen again in at least one of the have for all the Bono clubs. It'll be interesting to see what they're sponsors here. Well, Well, I'm glad you're mentioning that area because we all remember and we all know the stories where, you know, somebody goes to pack, you know, uh, a a 40-footer long truck in front of the gate so that there'll be no television coverage so that they can get up to all of their skirmishes. But you know something? I'm glad about that closed-door ban. You know why? Because it will hurt the finances of the club. Remember, we're still within the era of clubs resting heavily on gay proceeds. Mm-hmm. Merchandising is, is, is still at its uh, teething stage, you know, within our football. And so, uh, it's, it's still a baby product. So, clubs rely heavily on gay proceeds. So, you see, it will hurt the finances of the club and the fans will feel the pinch. You know, sometimes I ask myself, so when these supporters groups, they are called the National Circles Council yeah. in, this, in, this, in this regard, what do they discuss when they go for their meetings? What is it that they discuss when they go for their meetings? Because these are the same people who have been clamoring. They cry. We want to see action. We want to go and support our club. We want the football to come back. We want uh, activity back on the calendar. We want to go and support our club. We want to push them to go beyond Ghana, go to Africa, perform, and, and spread our names out there. What do they discuss at the meetings? Because um, by this behavior, you clearly see that they just go there as a matter of, you know, oh, let's go and support, let's organize ourselves, let's get a bus, and everybody goes to the stadium. Now, I think let me, let me, that the let next me not time, interrupt you. Now, mm. this, this, this voice you are going to hear mm. is the voice of a, an influential member of the Asante Kotoko supporter base mm. in the greater Accra region. Mm. Listen to this. It looks like they came in for a purpose. 
I mean, it looks as if say, they came in for a purpose, and some of us will be vindicated, sir. You President. He has something bad against us and Tukotoko. We said it right from the beginning from day one. And and we are saying this is I'm, I'm telling you, yeah. We know them, we know where they are coming from. We know their plan, we know everything that they have in mind. Look, they came here to destroy Kotoko before we go to Takwa on Wednesday. That is the purpose. I saw it coming. So this is after the game. This is after it had been on record that a policeman, you know, the, the fans and the police had had altercations. Yeah. And this guy said, "Need our call." Yeah, he's a greater Accra. He's a greater Accra official. Okay, NCC. And okay. this is what he said. He has not been sanctioned to this. Appalling, appalling. Inyemi need Challenge my guy. You know, I would like to have a personal one-on-one. Sorry, I would like to have a one-on-one conversation with him. Listen, Gary, me. I mean, sometimes I sit back and I wonder, okay, so where do we want to go with our football? Okay? Now, these fans, and you see the supporters' body, um, they say they're going to pay the amount. What is the communication? We're going to pay the amount on behalf of the club. Yeah. Or we want to support the club to pay. When you do that, you're communicating properly. But when you come and you say, oh, we're going to pay the amount, then it smacks of disrespect. It smacks of all. To hell with you guys. We, you know, and when these opinion leaders, these people who are supposed to be the models, the people whose voices are heard, are going along this tangent, then we're not we're not in good business. Mm. And for me, I think the five match ban is good. The next time, let's make it ten. Yeah. Let us make it ten. I, mean, I, I thought the five match ban was was really really good. I mean, it's going to hurt. Solid, the and, solid. And you know, you know, it will hurt. When fans are really complaining, I have so many comments here of people. There's a very popular Kotoko supporters group that I'm a um, part of. You know, it's on Facebook, so you join and then you can observe what they they say and all that. And one guy, one of the most active guys, says that, "Well, why have they been given a five hundred? Have they killed anybody?" And I said, "Yes, this is the thinking that we must change because after the club has felt the financial impact of, and the other thing that I keep hearing." Oh, this one is the GFA who suffer more than the club. Yeah, Benedict, you've heard it. You know, you know why it was the, you, you know why they say this? Mm. Because they feel that the GFA has a take in whatever gate proceeds you... you, you GFA and NSC. Yes, the GFA and then the National Sports Authority. Hey, Gary, for crying so out loud, somebody they lost, feel that somebody has lost an eye. an eye. Somebody has lost an eye. A father, a husband has lost an eye. And we think it's a joke. Look, May 9 happened some years ago and... You know, um, the children of the some of the people who died have now gone through university. They're you know, but the scars that 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 event, that unfortunate event, left. There, nothing can clean it from our memory. You know, uh, you were yeah, talking about it, the five match ban, uh, how it will hurt Kotoko. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at their current form, back to back defeats, having to play five matches behind closed doors. You know what that does to them. But what what happens now is, how do you regroup with the fans not there? And you know how, if you're a player, if you've ever been a player before and you play behind closed doors, you will understand how it feels like when there are no supporters in the stadium and your team currently is not performing well. And that's one key thing the fans at this point should look out for. And I'm very happy that none of their matches will be on TV, at least. Because if that's on TV, well, with the exception of the Hartford game, that they are coming away. But none of their home matches their will home be on matches, TV, yeah. which is very good. Because, yes, you will think that, okay, if I'm not going to the stadium, I'll stay at home and watch the team. So it will hurt them. So whichever Kotoko fan that, you know, think that, oh, this thing will not hurt, 
one thing he should know is maybe he's never been a player before and he's never spoken to a player before. But yeah. It is really tough. They really feed up the energy of the fans. Yes, of course. If you are playing in an empty stadium. And I think that I'm very much disappointed in Asante Kotoko at this point because Nidaku, you know the FA, they've taken steps in to, get him, yeah. to get him yeah. to the ethics committee. Kotoko condemned the misbehavior of the fans but did not mention anything about, about Nidaku. So the statement he my made. point is, where was Ketukuku when Kotoko won the first game? <laughs> where was he when they won the second game? Is it now he's realized that Ket, uh, you know, it's has against some, the club some, after they an lost agenda their against game, yeah. them after they lost their game? Very useless talk from him, and I think that the club by now should have condemned that act, a statement, and also punish him for that before even the FA takes steps to, you know, punish him. Clubs don't punish fans in this country, and I, and I think you see that was a point I was making. It's a big problem. Seriously, yeah, you the, see, point, Benedict, uh, the point you made about uh, that of the stadium yeah. uh, that that I want us to uh, wave it off because you know what, it's always difficult to identify. identify. No, you, no, you, you see, are, there is a video. Yeah, there, in this instance, video. I'm coming. There's in this video, instance, match, you hold on. We won't be, oh. Are you saying that we can't find one f- single fan? See, we can't identify even one. You, you know, the thing is, you will identify one fan, but it wouldn't be about just that fan. It will be enough. So, I'm saying, you see, my point is set an example. So, so Nidaku's face is there. He's insane. At least, and he's he said, and he's 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 who had been at the stadium yeah. to give me an idea of what it was like and to a T mm. every one of them expressed and you know the interesting thing each one of them was under 26 years yeah that's for starters mm. so they were around or there about when midnight was a thing mm. yeah in fact two of them said Guess what? Their, I remember that, that his, parents, his father he said was at the his stadium. His father was there yeah. at the mm. stadium for May night. Yeah. And day. his father has warned him never to go to Get the stadium. To stadium. He said on the show that he has been going to the stadium without his father's knowledge for about seven years now. Mm. And he said on Sunday, his father kept calling him. He couldn't pick up. And after the game, his father was still calling him, you know, like, Charlie, what are you doing? Trying oh, to find a way because yeah. he knew what, what had happened. He knew stadium. what had happened at the stadium. Yeah. Now, Here's the interesting thing. He couldn't leave because of the hostile environment. Yeah. Eventually, when he tried to leave, the police came back and fired one and fired shots. one in shot again. So they had to stay. And he said he was so I asked him, How do you feel now? And he said, Charlie, he said in G on the show that we, we love the club. Yeah. Some of the boys playing are our friends. We play yeah. Sunday special and things with them. So we come here to watch. But right now, he doesn't even feel safe. But so I asked him, will he come again when they say, oh, yeah, that's what they're going to do. We like it. We'll I, come. I, I'm getting ideas. I mean, often people criticize us for, you know, raising criticism and not offering solutions. Yeah. You see, I think that we, we don't take sanctions seriously in this country, especially when it comes to football, yeah. because I was in Takrade when a female fan of 11 Wise the famous. walked exactly from the stands <laughs> and slapped the coach on the bench. She was banned. Guess what? A month later, she was back at the stadium involved in an altercation with Sheikh Tofik. Yeah, the journalist. You understand? So, it, it tells me that we don't take these sanctions seriously. I'm thinking that, look, maybe if the FA can collaborate with lawmakers and horse all these funds 
to the law court and let the law court hand out the sanctions because look you have a product somebody has been a hindrance to the progress of that product you understand me hold that person to court let the court issue a restraining order to that person don't get or something like that yeah. to my product I unless, mean, for uh, me, unless that we, we have to, we have to explore that sanction yeah, absolutely within the context exactly. of the law of the law, like yeah. you know, That's what I'm freedom yeah, of unless, association unless, and all unless, those things. Uh, yeah, unless you look at it from that point. But if it's just about banning a fan, yeah. I mean, who will be at the stadium to check because whether this guy is exactly, coming or not, and would they actually enforce? Okay, it? so 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 um, because when you go to the stadium, especially in Kumasi, and I'm using the Tia Amadia, maybe I use the Tia Amadia to come in. To you know, misbehave. The next time when I'm coming, I'll not use that. I'll use the other I'll gate. Use the other gate, and who even will come and check that? Oh, Charlie, this person, uh, he's the one that came to the stadium to misbehave yeah, the last yeah, time, so yeah. we shouldn't allow him. Yeah. He will just will come. Already, we are crying for supporters to come to the stadium. Yeah, that, that's true. You understand? Well, just yeah. before Nat comes in, I mean, if we're in Europe where we have match ticket holders, we know your seat. Your name is printed so on it. Your number. That's easy to trace. But here, Charlie, will be hard. You know. So, so this is where we need. African or Ghanaian solutions to the Ghanaian problems. Yeah. Because one, we, we have said that, okay, assuming you even saw the video, you saw that, oh, this is Gary. He's the person. And you made a public show of it that you are banning, as Ansel Kotoko said, they are banning Gary for, you know, the duration of the, yeah. the season. Yeah. We are not allowing him in. How sure are you that when the dust settles, mm-hmm. when everybody's attention is gone, mm. people will not quite, oh, Charlie, you know that I've been a lifelong fan. And remember, you know, when I asked the guys on the show on Monday, the four guys, you know the interesting thing? And I said, I know if I asked you guys to fish out the people... They know who, them. They, you know, they, they laugh. They know them, yeah. They know the people. They know the people. These, who are, friends, these are people they talk to and no, at the stadium. You see, the, the match-going culture in Ghana is not different from what is prevalent around the world. Absolutely. People are comfortable sit, sitting in certain places around the stadium. Yeah. On Wednesday, they, they when, sit at the same place. They sit at yeah. the same place. That's true. I remember in my, the days of my uncle and the, the new people who they only saw once a week and on match days. Yeah. Because this side of the stadium, oh, yeah. now to come and sit here. Mm-hmm. He and his, but everybody knows. So yeah. when I asked the guys on the show, they were all laughing. And off air, they were like, Charlie, it's not something they are going to do, but really, they they could go and pinpoint that, oh, as soon as see, this is the guy who did it, this it, is the it, guy who sad. did this. It's so sad, if we yeah. really want to find them, we'll find we'll them. Do it. Okay. Um, let, let, let's quickly throw back to uh, pre, pre-renovation pre times at the Accra Stadium. Yeah. You know, so the space beneath the, the scoreboard that, you know, uh, that is closer to the Independence Square is a is a legendary <laughs> space in the, in the stadium. We all know the reasons yeah, yeah. why. I'm sure a lot of listeners and, um, know what, what Yeah, what so I'd like to say a very good evening to my, my Apsu brother, Benjamin Agbeko. Benjamin Agbeko is, uh, he has a big build. You know, he's a Hearts of Oak fan. And um, because of that, um, you know, when he was way younger, he was able to make it there and he was able to survive that space. Why? Because nah, you know, somebody sees him and he's tall and he's, you know, yeah. so, oh, okay. So back in the day, people could leave half blocks, cement blocks. Yeah. You know, to secure their space. Okay, so you go there, you're a regular there, and you know, okay, this is Benedict's space. He'll be back. If you go there, he's not there. You haven't seen him around the stadium. You know he will still be back, so nobody sits there. So, you know, Benjamin was telling me that one day somebody came around. He looked pretty new to the space, you know. And then one guy said, Kwe, uh, and these are fans who are coming to watch, uh, you know, a game. There's a Mino here. And then he, he, he throws a question at him. Accra Hearts of Oak in the Olympics, 1972, uh, first, first round, uh, mini-disco line. 
and this was young Ben yeah you know you don't belong here yeah. Yeah. you know yeah so, so so these people like you said these oh, people know, know each yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. and if to quickly wrap it up mm. look um i know that we're not as advanced as as, as europe and the west yeah. uh you know when it comes to our security arrangements but like i'm saying the ban is is a good message enough yeah. okay um trust me when when the fans sit together at the at the bars to drink when they go to their offices and they yeah. start discussing Charlie look I'm telling you something will change and 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 I understand where you are coming from because you see there's something that there's a culture in Accra at the Accra Stadium now and a lot of people have been mentioning it on social media especially those who go to matches at the stadium do you know that in Accra these days and for some time now if you start throwing anything, the people around you themselves yeah. will apprehend you. And that's exactly what should be yeah. Yeah, in yeah, Accra. Yeah. And, and, and that is the, the advantage. We always say that Accra is too cosmopolitan, and that's why mm. we can't bring black stars. But this is one of the rare cases where the Accra Stadium seems to have an advantage. Just yeah. chipping, there was a very recent game, mm. and uh, we were, you know, where Togo sells the food? The food down there, yeah. below the okay, yeah, below below VIP. Below yeah. VIP. Yeah. So uh, myself and three other guys we were seated with a gentleman in yellow. Yeah, who was uh, the fourth person? Yeah, and then something happened, and he threw MSL onto the pitch. There was a police officer up there watching. So you know what happened? The guy who was sitting next to me didn't even wait for the police officer to come there. Said, "My friend, hey, what? <laughs> 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 so we just gave him up. Yes. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that's what should be happening. Yes, yeah. and uh, that, you know, we always talk as a nation about social um, solutions to or. Ghanaian solutions to Ghanaian problems. Absolutely. So yes, our CCTV cameras and things are not the best. On days when they work, fine, we can try. And even when you see the person, yeah. and he, he's not a match regular, it might be difficult because mm. the identification system. But we have a social structure that works. Yeah. Let, let, me, know let me tell you why this is important. Yeah. What that you know that gentleman did in terms of giving up the, the corporates. What people must understand is that when I go to the stadium to watch a game, the action of one person can trigger exactly. chaos. That can cost you your life. Yeah. And so, if somebody misbehaves at the stadium and you cover him, you must understand that this is somebody who is endangering the thousands of fans who are the stadium's life. Especially those who are seated close to close him. To, if you are seated close to him, then he's endangering your life. And so, if you don't give the person up, essentially, you are giving the person a knife to cut your throat. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're doing. And yeah. that's what people need to understand. Look, when you go to the stadium to watch a game and somebody misbehaves, Give the person up. It's the only way for me. I think it's the surest way that we can, you know, send a message out there to people that you can't behave in that manner. Yeah, let me read a comment. More coming in. Godwin says that Gary, good show as always. Me, I think that the five match ban for Kotoko is so small. If you have management members of Kotoko inciting supporters against match officials, you would see it small. Did you hear the rantings of Nana Kwame Dankwa? Nana Kwame Dankwa is the um, head, yeah, he's the national. PRO, right? Yeah. Of the NCC. of the um, National Circle Circles Council, Council yes. Kotoko. So this is what uh, Gordon is saying. Did you hear the rantings of Nana Kwame on Thursday after the Mediama match when they lost? They act as though they are untouchables. Loving the Ghana Premier League games, I have watched six games already and we hope to lick liberty on Sunday. Phobia Masters. So Nana Kwame Danko also said something that was very disappointing. When Mediama lost on Wednesday, mm. You know, in, in um, when they lost, when Mediama. they won 
against Kotoko yeah. on Wednesday in Takwa. Now, Kwame Dalkwa comes out and, and basically says that the fourth official, he says the fourth official came with the results in his pocket. We, we don't need these things. I mean, come on, man. I'm, you know, and this is the incitement that we don't need. We don't need these things. This right? is the incitement that we don't need. You see, the Kumasi fans and the Asante Kotoko fans, yeah. just like any other fan, you always will take what your head is saying very serious. Yeah. So, for instance, for those that didn't go to the stadium and they hear Nana Kwame say this, the next moment, their action and arguments all will be about we're cheated. Yeah. And they take that on to wherever they go. And you know what what, what happens? Because the, the name of the fourth referee, mm. the fourth official is known. It was Larry. Yeah. What? Uh, what that's his name. Uh, yeah, Larry. Larry sometimes. Yeah. So, because his name is known, and this is the way it works. Once an official comes out, or several officials come out and say that, oh, referee Nathaniel Atto, he has an agenda against us. Fans never forget. And you see that in the, in the especially in the halfway in the Bronx areas, in the Bono areas. Yeah. Look, once a top official or two mentioned that Nathaniel Atto, this ref, one year, two years, three years, four years, they will always, always, always hit Be on back the lookout. on the yeah. lookout anytime. And this is what happened in, yeah, the, in, the, in the game I, I, on Sunday. Yeah, I think there's something we have to comment because um, Charles, I'm coming Bulu, to that. Yeah, okay. Charles Bulu was the ref in charge of the Kotokobi Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. game where the violence happened. Mm. You know, even before the game, certain influential Kotoko fans had. No, not they were not inciting, but they had issued public warnings that as for ref, he doesn't this ref he doesn't like Otoko. Mm. And so people had come to the stadium with that preconceived notion, which is what spilled out into. But we saw a statement from the GFA essentially and Benedict, can you read it now? Well, it's actually the referees committee. Yeah. They commended the referee, yeah. Charles Bulu, for his performance. Even in the background is that Kotoko fans have said that he did not officiate the match well mm-hmm. and the decision he made was what spiraled into the violence that led to the guy being shot and in the According to their statement, it was a very legitimate call. Yeah. A very legitimate call from the referee. That's why they actually wrote this statement to commend him. Yeah. You, you understand? To give him public backing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, a lot of that can um, be something of the past. Here is Joy 99.7 FM. It's 7.43. We have just about 17 minutes to the top of the hour here. We'll use the rest of the 17 minutes to talk about one more issue. We we don't have it as much time as we would like. So let's just jump to Siki Akuno. Even though there's something else we would have wanted to talk about. So Siki Akuno is the new coach of the Black Stars. And after an interesting process, Kwesi uh, is no more, but Siki Akuno is now the coach. Personally, I mean, I, 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 I was a bit disappointed in the way the, the appointments were made. Because once the dissolution of the national teams happened, and for those who have not been following the news, um, just after the New Year period or around mm-hmm. that time, the GFA officially dissolved all the national teams' technical setups. So... If you were a coach or one of the technical handlers, you were no more having a job. So what I thought and what I said publicly, publicly was that my happiness stemmed from the fact that, you know, as a country, at the national team level, we don't seem to have an identity or a way that our teams play from the under-17 right up to the senior team, which is what you see the most successful countries do. So they play a certain way, and based on that, you can, one draw a system for qualification anytime you need a national team coach 
um, assistant coach, any That's official, okay. even the sort of players, to even pick the sort of players team. to pick for your national team. Each coach knows that this is how we play. We say we are playing the agro system. So what is the agro system? And that is the import of what I thought. But I was so disappointed where there was no public communication about this is what we are going to be playing like from now as a nation from under 17 or as it's where right now we have an under 15 national team you know male and female this is how we are going to play and based on that if we put out a search for a new coach the coach now has to prove to us that he can develop a system around it all we saw a couple of days ago was that appointments had been made and we know a lot of these coaches do not play you know in a certain way and that was my disappointment now imagine my further disappointment when today I heard that the GFA were now going to have a meeting after the horse has bolted oh. you have now you have appointed the coaches you are now going to sit down with the coaches to set targets for them so how did you choose the coaches you didn't have to I mean it's just like appointing somebody to your job before you put out the job description that's the most apt way I can I can wrap my hand around this so Benedict you are, you are going to talk about it mm-hmm. you know it's and it's on the GFA website that the GFA president and the ex-co, the executive council, have met the newly appointed national team. And I think that it's, it's a bit of a, a cast before the whole situation because how do you establish a philosophy after you have appointed the you coaches? Know, I, share, I don't know how yeah, that I share, works. I share the same sentiment with you because, I mean, you look at the second line of, uh, of the their story. They, they mentioned that they, they met them to discuss the targets for all national teams and set objectives for the coaches and their technical teams on what basis did you bring these coaches in you understand are you looking at the coach uh, from the point that this person can do this ABC before bringing him in or you bring him he, him in and then you go and meet him and discuss this but it is lest anybody out there says that I am being too petty this thing I'm highlighting hmm. was 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 highlighted again. This thing I'm saying was highlighted a couple of days or, or 24 hours ago yeah. when we heard that one of the key national team appointments, which was the team doctor, yeah, we heard that his license had been revoked. Yes, and his, his the national his team center. had to embarrassingly come and tell us that they cannot go forward with the the appointment of the team, the national team doctor that they had you know appointed because they found out after they had given him the appointment, not before, that the dental and medical, medical council, council in Ghana have revoked his license, so he's not and a member. Down his, his private so, so clearly, how do, how do Gary, you even appoint the president? Yeah, so, so, so clearly there are no questions to answer, and, that, and that's the you reason know, why, like you said earlier, we're going to be exploring a lot of these on the Joy Sports Link tomorrow. tomorrow Dr. Yeah. Randy Abe, who's an executive council member. Well, um, I I have been focusing on you know the, the you know the, the because we're already in the soup. Yeah. This is, so this is my approach. I, I drove to. Um, the Right to Dream Academy during the week. And this is a place where um, Siki Akono had his foundations. You know the interesting thing? Mm. Well, it's just what you talked about. So when I got there, the theme for the week, so what, what they normally do is that they have weekly themes in, you know, in running and developing their style of play. Sure. And of course, this was during a time when FC North Zealand, uh was, you know, having preseason training in, in Ghana. Ghana. And FC North Zealand is also owned by, um, you know, the Right to Dream Academy. So the theme for the week is building up from the back. So seven years, 14, 13.5, 16, <laughs> Every and 18. Yeah. Everybody is building up from the back. I got there in the morning. There were some, uh, you know, heavy showers. 
late in the afternoon around 4 p.m everybody was on the pitch the juveniles were here you know the uh, under 16s were here under 18 was here the senior team was here and it was building up from the back now one of the things we all need to realize is that when it comes to national team coaching the focus is shifting around the world from philosophy to style of play mm. philosophy normally rests on individuals and what they want to do style of play is more of your team and what you want to do regarding development and the step-by-step process of moving your team forward mm. so like you said something and i and i agree with you i mean a few things are not right and we're going to ask the questions like we we normally do without any malice okay what I want to focus on is the kind of journey that, uh, you know, C.K. Akono has traveled. Yeah. Let us all remember that C.K. Akono played the Black Stars for the better part of a decade. Mm. He's earned 41 good caps. He's not the most capped player of the Black Stars. He's been there before in the dressing room, in the bad times, in the good times. But a good player doesn't make a good coach. Thank you very much. Perfect point. But hello, there is a Franz Beckenbauer somewhere. Uh, hello, there is a Didier Deschamps <laughs> somewhere. Hello, there's an Aliou Sissé somewhere. Yeah. And hello, there is a Jamel Belmadi somewhere. And, and there's a Kwesi Apia. And there's a Diego Maradona. I was coming to that. I was yeah. coming to that. But you see, while you mentioned, and I know there are a handful of, ex, uh, of examples when it comes to those who have excelled. Yeah. But he's yet to start. Let him start. When he fails, we'll come and talk about it. For, but for me, I think that he's traveled a very good journey regarding the, um, the personal effort to develop self. Okay? And uh, he's come from a very good background. I mean, from Right to Dream through to his own efforts and what he did together with uh, Odate at um, 11 Weiss, going to Ashanti Gold, going to Kumasi Asante Kotoko and Accra Hearts of Oak. Let's, let's see how all of it goes. Um, look, I know that when you say, oh, uh, we want to move forward, we're in a new, we're, we're in new time, so we need to do new things. Um, but I still want to refer to Mariano Barreto. We brought Mariano Barreto in some time back. He hadn't coached a club before, he, let alone a national team. We gave him the opportunity. He got results. And, see, and see, but but in well. fairness, Matt, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, the Black Stars is not a place for Machai Makwe. It is not Machai Makwe. But Gary, let me tell you something. You see, Gary. In fairness. Gary, Gary. Okay, so, but the thing is, there are, we've got difficulties. Yeah. Let's not get it twisted. Yeah. We were here talking about money and how much we were supposed to raise for, um, you know, for, for the league, you know. Remember, if, if, if it were that easy and that simple, then probably by now, government should have pumped about $10 million into the league without waiting for anybody to come and sponsor. Yeah. You understand me? In the same way, if you want to look for um, a coach who's been there, seen all of it and done that, you want to bring, uh, you know, uh, Heavy Renard back here, then be ready to cough out $80,000. Exactly. But it's not that simple. And getting the funds directly to do that is not that simple, as we can all see. So, so Hans Hans, Hans was making an... So, you've made your point about the father, CK. So, CK's background, and you mentioned it, um, 11... 11 wise, yeah. he's coached, and then he went on to Dreams, Dreams FC, yeah. Ashgold. and then Ashgold, Asante Kotoko, Heart of Folk, and now he's with the, with the Black Stars. Hans, yeah. you, you wrote an article, and I want you to explore that point. Unfortunately, we have nine, just nine minutes to yeah. go, so I want you to... Essentially, there were two points that I made, and I think yeah. I'll hit on them quickly. One, that our insistence on a local coach means that we've had to lower the bar in terms of what we required, at least on paper. Okay. Of who our national coach, team coach should be. I hit you quickly with what Nat said. Do you have the money for a foreign coach okay. and a good so one like that? If you te- then if you tell me, okay, we don't have the, the money to get a foreign coach. Yeah. It comes back to another point I made in there. Mm-hmm. That when we want the best, we actually look outside, not inside. Yeah. It's a concession 
that our local coaches are simply not up to, not up to the standards that we want. But simply because we don't have the money, we have to make do with the local coach who are cheaper. You see, and that's the plain reality. The, the competence let, let me finish. Okay, let, let me finish. Yeah. <laughs> when you have a job to offer, okay, you look for competence on paper in the form of a CV. You have a basic requirement that you want. Sure. Based on the CVs that people present in search of that job, you determine how qualified or competent the person at least on paper. The person has to come in and prove what is presented on paper. And that's a real competence. Mm -hmm. There are no guarantees when you appoint a coach. Same as when you, when you sign a player. Yeah. No guarantees. Yeah. But the reason why you want to see what the person has on paper is to assess what are my chances of succeeding with this person. Sure. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. The question I asked in that piece is this. If we are being honest with ourselves, have we really gone for the best? Local coach. Oh, oh you mean oh, generally? Generally. Yeah, but I've established a point, Hans, because we don't time. have money. So. We don't have money. So, so, so we have so, decide, we so decided move. that we are doing the a local point I made was So that. the question is, is it the best local or Ghanaian coach? I can see that locally CK is the best. Fine. Then, 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 but, then, however. You are, you are ending the argument. How, however. <laughs> hold it. However. Yeah. I think he's jumping a step. Okay. If you look at his progression. But you say he's the best. Locally, yes. I mean, I'll give it to him. Okay, so who else will we give it to, if not for, for the best? Gary, let, let, let me build up. Okay, build, build. Time, time. So I want you to do it. Yeah, that, that, uh -huh. that's what I'm saying. Locally, yes, he's the best. We've also conceded that because we don't have money, we have to settle for a cheaper option mm -hmm. in the form of CK. But I'm saying he's jumped a step okay. in terms of his progression. International football, okay, and the Black Stars for that matter, it's not an easy job. Yeah, We know the politics around the black stars, both within the playing body and outside the playing and body. And CK is very well aware of all of that, oh, my brother. Well, see, no, no, is also no. aware of it. That's why everybody's aware of it. Everybody's aware of it. We also know how very often, okay, when members of the FA go for a local coach, there is a certain desire to control the person in charge mm -hmm. so that they can have their way. They know that very often they are going to bump, bump heads with, with a foreigner. Yeah. And so very often, they want a local code they can manipulate. Sure. Moses, they were not manipulating the foreigner. Thank you very much. No, I was about no, to no, say no, that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You want, no, to, no, no, you no, want no, us to go into examples? Yeah. Moses, they were not manipulating My the friend, you see, let me tell you something. Uh, Why? You, if you want you us know, to give examples, we'll tell you. In the last decade. What are you talking about? Name the foreign code. Plavi. Who? Plavi? Who did they manipulate? Plavi. Goran Stefanovic. Okay, so then. Goran, who was running a pseudo, a pseudo, a pseudo player agency with the Black Stars? Which local Coach, did, uh, did they manipulate? Oh, I mean, the, no answer. The political class manipulated oh. Kwesi Apia easily. We know this. Within a year, we moved from Kwesi Apia saying he was building a team to saying that he was going to win the AFCON because, no. hold it, because, because you had the, the target. No, hold, no, no, hold it, because you had the political it, class it, saying it, that we were going to win the AFCON because it was politically yeah, expedient. But it's good, it's no, good because the political so, class okay. knew it was politically mm -hmm. expedient mm -hmm. and he sang the tune. I've always said that Kwesi Apia fell on his own sword. If Kosiapi had managed expectations, he had stuck to the plan that he had in terms of building a team. How was he going to manage and expectations when he no, had but been, he to, given a target to go and win the tournament? How do you do that? Let me come in here. Um, Benedict, you are... No, no, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because of time, I have to, I have to do things drastically. Hans has just made a point. 
But your point that you are making is that how would you have managed expectations? Let's move on from Chrissy and talk about CK because he's in charge. <laughs> 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 let, let me tell go on, you, go on, let, go on, let me tell you something. See, the black stars, yeah, and uh, our fixation about winning an Afcon, yeah, is based on whatever the employer will tell us. Yeah, yes, we all want to win the Afcon. It's been a while since we won it, but if the FA today, yeah, should come out and tell us that, oh, you know. The Afcon was uh, in June. Now they've changed the date. So even the qualifiers, we are starting the qualifiers <laughs> early in March. So we have a new coach. By the time, how many competitive games is he going Can to play? Can we even play to even uh, give him exactly. that target of winning so the Afcon? Let's just say, oh, CK, in your two-year contract, forget 2021. Yeah, build a team and go and do all. You think that we all will not go with that? Yeah, yeah. yeah guys, go with uh, that. Wait, wait, years. Oh no, hold on. I think we've gone past it. Wait, wait, wait. Thirty-nine years. Hands, hands. Let me. The microphones are off because because no, 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 no. Benedict, you are on floor. You are on floor. Hands, hands, hands. I'm going to open the microphone. You have made your point. Benedict, please make your point. We can't have uh, people talking on people right there. Avram ben- Grant came. We had not won the tournament in how many years? S- still same, what? Absolutely. 34, 35. And what was the target? That he should go and do what? Go and do well. Go and do well, yeah. And what happened? When we were we going went to, to the, the final. Tournament. Exactly. Did, did we even talk about us going to... Did we talk about us going to win the tournament then? No. We didn't. No. Because it was go and do well. Yeah. And I'm saying that, oh, wait... Right from the top. Do you believe we can win the tournament? Do you next? believe we can win next the tournament next year? Can exactly. So that's the, the point I'm making. Not, not a chance. Oh, so, so, so Benedict's point ah, is making. So what I'm saying is, let's relax and Benedict's listen. point is based on wishful thinking. That because oh. I'm coming. That because because do you believe we are going to win? Because Grant went and they said oh. go and do and made the finals. Yes. CK could also have the same. No, but no, no but the no, point no, Benedict is making. Let me put up the microphone. But the point Benedict is making is that if you don't tell CK like the. Like Kwesiapia was too. Kwesiapia, you said yourself that he fell on his own sword. Absolutely. Yes, and because he was told to go and win the Afcon. When we all knew in this room that he couldn't mm-hmm. win it. So, Benedict's point simply is that don't go and tell CK to go and win the Afcon what in 2022. No, hopefully they won't. <laughs> but if the GFA are, are, are wishfully thinkingly enough, or they have wishful thinking enough and they tell him, then, because then do, they're do not going to be We always will run with what the FA will say. Sure. Sure. If the FA and I hope that out, they don't tell him if to the FA, win, if the FA, because he can't win it. If the FA should come out and say CK should go and win the Afcon, they put him in a tight corner. Yeah. Now he invites pressure on the man. Yeah. You know to start doing things. Eh, to cut corners. Exactly. And then the fans will also be looking at us going to win the tournament because that's what's been communicated to us. Yeah. And I'm saying that if we all want to get it right, in terms of supporting the guy to succeed, let the FA come and tell us that you know what, based on so so and so and so things have changed. So the tournament instead of June now is in January. Yeah. We don't even know the number yeah, of so matches. So like play, like play. We are yes, going to have yeah, a Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.